What's up everybody, Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. In today's video, what we're gonna do is talk to my man DeAndre Clayton about the different types of life insurance policies and what's gonna benefit you the most when it comes to the HELOC strategy and your real estate investing business. Let's get into it. So what's going on, bro? Oh man, not much, just cooling. You know how I go. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the different types of um, he, the different types of insurance policies mm -hmm. and how they can be beneficial to people, what's not going to be beneficial, and then kind of tie that into the HELOC and which one is going to be the best one to use. So this is a topic that a lot of people have questions about, so mm -hmm. why don't we get into it, bro? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, first off, because uh, sometimes I get this on a call, Oh, you don't like term insurance. I get that sometimes, yeah. right? And so it's not that I don't like term insurance. Really what it is is that, you know, um, a hammer has a different job than a wrench, right? Now, mm. can it can it do some functions that a wrench possibly can do? Yeah, but will it fully accomplish it? No, right? Uh, or will it be efficient? Will it save time? So on and so forth. Uh, not quite. And so uh, this is a really, really good topic because sometimes people don't know when they should position which product mm -hmm. for which job, right? And so obviously you have term life insurance, you have universal life insurance, which is broken up into uh, three different groups. You got index universal life, you have uh, regular universal life, you have guaranteed universal life, actually, and you also have variable universal life. So that's four different types. And then uh, you also have the whole life uh, journey, right? Um, and so each of them has their purposes mm -hmm. and the reasons why you would use them for whatever circumstance. Important. Make sure that you're covered regardless of what, right? And so term is usually the most common form of coverage because most people think about life insurance just from a cost standpoint and not necessarily a value standpoint. Are there valuable terms? Absolutely, mm -hmm. right? Um, but most of the time when it's sold, it's not sold from that platform. So case in point, um, you could have a term that is just like a level term and it pays out if you die and it's, you know, 10, 20, 30 years what, or what have you, right? Most of the time when people are buying terms, they're buying it to fit a specific problem, right? So if I get a decreasing term, which means that the death benefit drops and my premium drops as time goes, um, I might be getting that because I put a 30-year term on my house and I'm expecting that as I'm paying off my house, I don't need as much to cover it, mm -hmm. right? Um, if I get an increasing term, I'm expecting that maybe my income will go up over time, so on and so forth, but I really don't wanna pay that much money for the insurance, right? Um, but the re reality is, is the important part to understand about insurances in general is two principles. One is aleatory, which means that you should always get out more than what you put in. Um, and two, uh, there is human life value. I think a lot of, like if you go on the internet, a lot of people go away from human life value selling, right? They, they, they try to sell it only for Oh, income replacement. Oh, you know, house replacement. Right. And they forget that human life value is the most important part of what insurance is about. So in essence, you should be striving to be covered for your maximum human life value. 
Now, this is very different than like car insurance, right? Mm -hmm. So like car insurance uh, has this actual cash value. So like if you crash your car, total it. So when you say so, when you say uh, be covered for your maximum human life. Yes. Give me an example about right. that. Right. So, so your human life is not based on what you have on you at the time. Right. Right. It's not. You how much know, can you generate? How much can you generate in the future? Right. So you're really striving to say, hey, let let's look at what am I capable of doing? What do I believe I'm gonna do in the next ten or twenty years mm -hmm. or whatnot? And I want to get insured for that. Right. Because if your family loses you, obviously they're not just losing you for a year. They're right? losing you forever. They're losing you forever. Right. And it's going to take time for them to even gain some type of firm footing economically mm -hmm. uh, from the loss of anybody in the family. Right. And so so it's important to kind of put that in a perspective and say, OK, maybe I shouldn't just be getting insured for the house. And that's it. Right. I should be insured for what should I be capable of doing for my family in this time period, mm -hmm. in this 10-year time period or whatever, right? So the best way to get insured in that standpoint is usually going to be a convertible term policy, right? And this is something that I've kind of moved into um, because of like infinite banking. Infinite banking, that concept is cash value focus. It's not death benefit focus, mm -hmm. right? And so if you're going to be so cash value focused to utilize infinite banking, we don't want to get away from, which a lot of insurance agents get away from, it's still insurance. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that your family is taken care of if something happens to you. So that's where the convertible comes into play? That's where the convertible term comes into play. Now, this is a very unique product because what a convertible term does is let's say you got a $3 million convertible term policy, mm -hmm. right? So now this $3 million convertible term policy comes about and you say, hey, DeAndre, I want to do infinite banking, right? And as I'm looking and designing the policies, maybe the opening death benefit is a million dollars. We could actually convert a million from the $3 million term Right. That's where the convert the term convertible comes that's in. What, that's what convertible comes in. And the reason why that's so beneficial is because when we are doing a conversion, there is no underwriting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people may need to really understand that. What I'm saying is a convertible term has the ability to protect your insurability. Mm. Your insurability is an asset. Most people don't look at it that way, but I want you to imagine that you know you and your family are going to, through different things maybe you bought an insurance policy when you were 20 and it was a convertible term and the, and the term is almost out and all of a sudden you're sick mm -hmm. you're you got cancer right would you like for your insurance to lapse or be done away with in that time no absolutely not right no, 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 nobody no. would want that but would you like to say, you know what, I know this thing is lapsing next, next year, but I'm in remission right now. Let me convert this over into a whole life policy without having to be underwritten mm. and still being treated. So you can move it around. You can move it around. Got and you. still being treated as a person who was preferred plus, right? Even though you're undergoing dialysis, even though you're undergoing chemo, whatever you could be undergoing, you can convert with no questions asked. And then can you convert back? 
No, you can't convert back to a term, which, I mean, really, there would be no reason to convert back to the term um, because the term goes up as time, gotcha. you know, goes on as well. So, um, so that's a really, really important thing. Now, there's some different structures and different things that also happen. So every insurance policy also has riders, mm -hmm. right? Um, well, not every one of them, but many of them have the ability mm -hmm. to add riders. So... Uh, for instance, you might have critical illness riders, you might have chronic illness riders, you might have, um, oh, what is it, critical injury riders and, and different things like that. So normally when you're looking at a term, for instance, if you're looking at a term and it has no riders, don't buy it. Why would you say that though? Yeah, well, the reason why I would say that is because life insurance is supposed to be used throughout life mm -hmm. um if you get a term policy and all that it can do is pay out at death that's death insurance right got you now i'm not against term life insurance i'm against term death insurance <laughs> <laughs> for the clear, for the crowd right so i'm against term death insurance so in essence i would much prefer you to have the ability to say hey man i had a stroke I was insured through my term company and I was able to dig in and accelerate and take some of the death benefit to rehabilitate myself, right? Because now you've done it with the cheaper dollar, mm -hmm. with the term dollar. So a lot of insurance agents aren't selling term policies that way. They, they don't address it that way. And mm -hmm. there's, a, there's tons of companies that do it. And I will shout out one company that I love to death. Mm -hmm. Foresters. So Foresters Financial, um, they are basically an insurance company that actually is like very similar to your credit union. They're a 501c3, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But one thing that they do very well is every policy, including their term policies, comes with every rider, mm -hmm. right? And you don't add money to pay for the rider. But then the other portion they do is they give member benefits. So you think about how cheap a premium is on many term policies. One of their member benefits is that if you have like an emergency assistance situation, like maybe your house floods or something like that, they'll pay for you to go to a, a hotel for an extended period of time. Now, if I'm only spending a hundred dollars a month on it, that, that's worth it. That that could pay back my premium. There's Absolutely. been clients who've received checks for twelve hundred dollars, seventeen hundred dollars, multiple times throughout the year mm -hmm. for emergencies that happened. They broke their bone. They were able to go to the insurance company and it pays. Case, That's life insurance, yeah, right? Yeah. Case in point with the property insurance yeah. situation. You know, I had hell damage on my roof. Right. Mm -hmm. They replaced the whole roof. It was a twelve thousand dollar expense. Exactly. You know what I mean? So something like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's where insurance is beneficial. That's where insurance is beneficial. Now, if you have forces at the same time, they would have paid for the hotel while the roof was getting done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Exactly. Um, but they and, also, and that's the case with rental properties as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. And so, so you think about also like um, they have an orphan benefit. So like if both parents were to pass... Foresters actually will pay child support to whoever would be taking care of your kids, $900 per month, mm -hmm. right? So when I sell a term policy with them, I think I'm doing the best thing for the client, right? Because there's so much value that they're giving. So, so how much would something like this run the average person? Man, it's people who can get these policies for $15, $50, $100, $20. I mean, 
it, it, it's a whole gambit of things. It if depends you're on term, the right? situation. Depends right? on the situation. Depends gotcha. on how much they want to be insured. Um, now, of course, as I mentioned, and this is one thing about also convertible terms, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that whatever company that you're getting a convertible term with, they have a policy that you actually want to convert into. So this is really good for people who call me and want to do infinite banking. Well, if we do a convertible term first, I would do a convertible term possibly with the same company I would design the infinite banking mm -hmm. policy with so that you can naturally go over and not have to deal with the underwriting, right? Gotcha. Um, but there's, you know, and of course that company would still have all those riders as well. Um, you know, they just wouldn't have orphan benefit and different things like that. So using policies is very important. Now, while just to alive. be clear, the orphan benefit is that 900 a month. He was talking about that goes to your kids. Per child. Gotcha. Per child. Per child. Would go to the guardian to take care of your kids. Gotcha. And then your death benefit would still pay out. Okay. So that's, that's insane, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially if you passed early on and your kids had to go an extended period of time without you. Um, also provide scholarships and different things like that. Does it matter how long you're on an insurance policy before that insurance kicks in? So let's say something like... Oh, good question. Let's say if somebody's on an insurance policy for a year or two, mm -hmm. and then they, you know, something, they're in a car accident and they yeah. die. Good question. You know, how, how does that work? Good question. So in the insurance industry, you got, you got two different basic terms. You have the contestability period and you have the elimination period. Mm. So I'll, I'll discuss the contestability period first. So for the first two years of any policy that you form... What happens is you can be paid out from day one if something happens to you. However, they will do further underwriting mm. on the situation to make sure that maybe the surface level underwriting that they did earlier on, um, that they didn't miss anything, right? And so... Yeah, but how can you contest it if it, it's, a, it's a pure accident? If it's a pure accident, obviously you're... Or if you catch cancer two years later, you know, yeah, something like obviously, that. Obviously, right? You know? So... So obviously the insurance policy would pay out in those situations. Now, an elimination period is different. So an elimination period, what happens is, and normally I will say this, you only see elimination periods on policies of uh, what they call guarantee issue. Mm -hmm. So guarantee issue is I have cancer. Mm -hmm. I have uh, end-stage renal disease. I have all these different problems and I need insurance, right? Because most of the time, most of you only want mm -hmm. insurance when you have your problem. That's a fact. And that's the worst time to try to get insurance because now not only are rates going to be higher, all these different things, but you won't even be able to qualify for as high as amount of insurance if you already have these, these situations going on. But I digress. That's just one thing I always deal with. It's like that with everything. Right? <laughs> I just deal with that thing so much, right? So, so when you're when you're dealing with guaranteed issue policies, they have elimination periods. So for the first two years, the payment can't fully come out, mm -hmm. right? And so what will happen is it'll kind of have a stair step, and this also happens with modified. Like if you're if you're underwritten and your health is bad. And they're like, okay, well, we'll modify it where maybe, you know, a year in, 
we'll give you 25%. Then uh, after the next year, then you'll get this much. And then now you'll be fully insured right. for the amount that's there. But in the meantime, what they'll do is they'll always refund the premiums and at least seven to 10% interest they'll give you mm -hmm. for, you know, how much you have been contributing if you were in an elimination period. Got you, man. Quick question, man. You know, there's a, there's a ton of different insurance policies. Mm -hmm. It seems like the convertible one is the one that you're interested in the most right now. You feel like that's going to be the most beneficial for our listeners? I, so I think, I think the convertible is always the best choice. If you're thinking about like something like infinite banking, right? Got you. And you're like, oh, you know. You're kind of on the fence with I, it. I, I'm on the fence. I want to learn more. I want to take my time to get as much information in as possible. Well, let's go ahead and get you insured to the best of your ability. And then once we've gotten you insured to the best of our ability, then you have more time to make this decision, right? right? And you don't have to worry about, wow. well, what if I'm sick? At least you're insured. At least you're insured. Got you. And you've protected your insurability. And the benefit of, of that is if we protected it to your max degree, then you can start multiple policies mm -hmm. throughout your life. You, you don't have to convert all of the term over at one time. Right. So you could say, all right, well, I'm getting a million dollars of whole life over here. I'm going to go ahead and convert it from this term. Mm -hmm. I'm getting another million, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, you, you buy the time to always protect the most valuable thing in the picture, which is you, right? Uh, and that's the kind of, that's the nuance of the difference in life insurance. When it comes to life insurance, the valuable thing is the person. Mm -hmm. Now, people sell life insurance based on other things. They base it on your assets. That's and the marketing all piece. All that kind of it. stuff. That's the marketing piece, right? And they only do that to try to make you uh, bite, right? So you think, okay, well, I just bought a, a $300,000 house. Well, if something happened to me, I don't want that, you know, I don't want my kids to have to not live in this house, so on mm -hmm. and so forth. So then they come up with mortgage protection, mm -hmm. right? The reality is if, if, if you focused on your human life value, you wouldn't need mortgage protection. Because mm -hmm. your mortgage protection, your mortgage should you be worth less than you, That's right? right. Um, and, and a lot of people don't really kind of understand that, um, that the value is the person on life insurance because life is what's insured. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about a car, the value on auto insurance is the car, mm -hmm. right? The car is not releasing a death benefit to right. your family. What it does is if you totaled the car, then it says, hey, what was the actual cash value of the car before total, mm -hmm. right? And they give you like 75%. So life insurance has a future viewpoint. It doesn't do, well, what's your value right now? Because if you, if you got insured for what your value is right now, your family would be done for. That's a fact. They would be done for, right? For a lot of people. For a lot of people, right? Yeah. And, you know, most people don't have a positive net worth. That's right, man. Right? So, so you, you have to understand that, oh, man, now I understand why protecting my insurability is so important, especially if you're talking about uh, generational wealth, right? Yeah. I, I I can't understand how people talk about generational mm -hmm. wealth and leave insurance out of, out of it, right? Yeah. Um, now there is a nuance though that I also want to. That's a great. That's a great point, man. You can't talk about generational wealth without and, being insured. No, no, not possible. Not possible. 
you're taking the long way, yeah. right? If you're talking about generational wealth, in essence, what the insurance company's job is, is to add money to your pot to mm -hmm. protect your generational wealth, mm -hmm. rather it be to protect the taxes that can come up. If you've really generated a lot, uh, like I've, I've said in the past, a person who subscribes to buy term and invest the difference already tells you they'll never be worth more than 12 million mm -hmm. because <laughs> because now the inheritance tax comes yeah. in all these different things come in so if you actually believe that you're saying you're putting a ceiling on what you will produce in life and what your net worth will be to that point gotcha right? man. so how does all this tie in with the HELOC bro like how can the convertible uh, life insurance policy mm -hmm. How can that be beneficial when it comes to a HELOC and how can we all tie this in to the right. infinite banking policy? Right. So so I will say the HELOC, what I love about concept, it, not policy. Yeah. The the yeah. The the HELOC concept, the infinite banking concept, but really important when we talk about the HELOC concept, what it allows you to do is to get out of your mind the concept of everything is not on sale for me. Mm. Right? So this is a concept and if anybody has set an appointment with me. I go on and on about this yeah. concept. But basically what we've done is it's natural for us to feel like certain things that we deem very expensive, mm -hmm. we block it. Right. So right now, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell the truth. Right. So there is a jet that might be on sale for 16 million. Right. Um, and it used to be 20. Mm -hmm. Well, Audience, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I'm not like these regular gurus who try to, you know, blow smoke up. That's not on sale for me, right? <laughs> That's not on sale for me, right? 14 million ain't on sale for me. It's not on sale for me, right? <laughs> so it doesn't hit my radar, right? It, it doesn't hit my radar. I'm not thinking, man, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. That one over there, 14. That one's 16. All right, well, which features? It, it never happens. My mind doesn't even go there. Mm -hmm. The problem is that most people do that also with things that they actually can afford. They just don't know they can mm. afford it, right? So rather it be life insurance, which, you know, uh, or even saving for retirement or any of those different things, they can afford it. They just don't believe it, right? Mm. And uh, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a site called bankrate.com that gives statistics mm -hmm. about life insurance. And it says that 50% of Americans believe that whole life insurance is 300% more than it really is. That's crazy. Right? So in essence... Why, why do you think people believe that thing? Well, they've been sold that concept of buy term and invest the difference so much that they've only focused on cost and said, you know what, I'm not even going to delve into it, mm -hmm. right? But what they haven't focused on is most terms will be out of place. They will not be active by the time you have a life event. I remember you telling me one time, uh, like, like what you just said, mm -hmm. to, to, to that particular point, you said most term insurance policies don't pay out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most people don't get the use. 99% of policies Just to be clear, why is that the case? It's because the actuaries at the insurance company are brilliant. They're very smart. That's why people, and just so, just to be clear, not to cut you off, that's why people don't trust it. Yeah. They feel like but, they're just giving money to the insurance company. But that's because they're buying term. There you go. Right? And so, so the actuaries, what they do is they say, okay, I'm going to run your health history. 
oh, you're pretty healthy, right? I don't expect you to die in 30 years. Now, you could be very healthy and you could be 70. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get no 30-year term on no 70-year-old. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I was in my mid-20s. I didn't know much about life insurance then, mm -hmm. but I got a policy anyway because mm -hmm. I started growing a family. You know, my daughter was young. I, I'm married with kids, you know, et cetera, right? So I'm in Pennsylvania. I get a policy. I'm trusting the person that's setting up the policy mm -hmm. to plug me in with the right policy. So I get a million-dollar policy back then, right. right? And he's like, oh, it's only going to cost you $100 a month. Perfectly mm -hmm. fine. Um, the policy was set up to where... My oldest daughter, who's 18 now, she's going to be 19, when she turns 25, um, that policy basically goes away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, she was the only kid at the time. Right. Right? Um, so basically, I'm paying on it for 25 years. If something right. would have happened during that 25 mm -hmm. years, then they would have paid out. Right. But they did the blood tests and all of that other stuff, and they said, okay, chances are, you're going to live past, gonna live past 25 years, yeah. so we're going to give you this policy. Absolutely. So if you're, Is that the right way to look at it? That's the right way to look at it. If you're not getting a convertible term, you're at the casino. Mm. And, the, and the actual insurance company is the house. Mm -hmm. The chances of you winning in a casino is very low. It should be 50-50. I learned that. And but it, it, ain't. It, ain't. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> right. And so the chance. I mean, really, and this is not conjecture. Mm -hmm. One percent are paying out because the people are that smart that they say, "Nah, we're not gonna give you thirty years because there's a chance you might actually die in thirty years." Mm. Right. So most term policies are accidental policies. Mm. They not. They're not called accidental death policies. But in order for them to actually pay out, it has to be an accident. It's, you know, because in your, in your formative years, you're not really going through that, right? And that's the importance of hanging out with people who are smarter than you <laughs> in what they do. That's the importance that's, of having yeah. friends that understand what they do. Yeah. Because you know you're going to get the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and, and this is really good information for people that, when you are going to an insurance advisor, go to somebody to get advice. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them what to do. Tell them your situation. And if they're an expert, they advise based on your situation. Most are going with the mindset of, I already know what I want to accomplish. So, yeah, let me, let me just do this. And it's not really working for them. I get that, man. There's, but, you know... Just to play devil's advocate with that a little bit, there's right. a lot of people who feel that financial advisors take advantage of people. So they kind of go in with the mindset now, that they know what they want to do with their money. And I'm not going to have this person tell me, you're just going to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I completely agree with that. Now, I'm going to say something for Look all Look at the these athletes, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I'm going to say something for all the doctors, for all the people who have a bunch of letters, and I'm going to apologize ahead of time. It's not that you're not competent. It's that America has set up a system that bases merit on designations mm -hmm. and doesn't base it on is the person competent, right? And, and a lot of end users, right? So you go to the hospital, obviously you just trust the doctor because he's a doctor. You don't 
trust him because he's gained a trust. You don't trust him because, hey, this is making sense to me. And what most people do, they fight against what makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a financial advisor, where the number one problem is for the average person is they're hoping that this person will do the right thing by them without them actually checking a hand and saying, does this actually make sense, right? Mm. Right? And so, and I mean, and I could use, I've used the illustration with the market and different things, leaving your money with, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a, a money manager. Well, would you actually let somebody in your family who's responsible borrow $5,000? Now you, we know you got a different kind of money. So, that, but the average person can't afford to put four tires on their car, right? So giving $5,000 um, to somebody who you even trust is very hard. Mm-hmm. So why would you sit your money somewhere and say, uh, he could just do whatever he wants with it. We've lost the importance of being financial stewards and actually understanding what we're doing, right? Um, And so, in essence, the financial advisor, he's the king, and he's so smart that you could never understand what he's doing because he's Mm -hmm. brilliant and he has all these letters, right? You know, and, and then you get messed up because the financial advisor made you sign a whole bunch of paperwork relieving liability. And you don't even think about why do you make me sign paperwork to relieve liability, right? And so when you're talking about seeking advice, it's okay, when I go to be advised, do I understand why he came to that conclusion is the next thing you should ask. Mm Right. And if you're not asking that, you won't get good service. If you're not asking that, you'll be like MC Hammer. You'll be like every athlete that has been fleeced um, from their money because they've just trusted designation and they didn't trust. I get good vibes off of the fact that this person will take as much time as possible to make sure that when I move, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So they trust the label, not the expertise. A trusted label, not the expertise, right? And and the financial system is backwards. Yeah. It's, it's butt backwards. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> I believe it, it's, man. it's butt backwards. You know, they 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 call four hundred one k savings. You know, savings yeah. accounts, and I'm like, I don't remember a savings account I've ever lost. It's not money a savings in. account. I've never lost money in a savings account. You know? <laughs> I can't lose thirty thousand in a savings account. It's investing and it's speculating mm-hmm. in investment. And so there's a proper protocol to how you're supposed to deal with your finances. One, you should be protecting things first, right? You should have a good protection layer before you spend money anywhere, mm-hmm. right? So that's the purpose of insurance. It's the first stop, right? Then after that, if you want to invest, then vet your investment. Make sure you understand what you're doing. If you need an expert like yourself to talk to, then hey, do that, right? No problem. Then after that, now you have room for speculating. Speculating shouldn't be your first stop. There's far more people with a whole bunch of money in a 401k that is volatile, Mm -hmm. and they still ain't got $1,000 in their saving account. You know what, man? (laughs) You know, everybody's circumstances are different. Yeah. And that's why even with my coaching program, 
I don't treat every single person the same. Neither do I. Every, yeah. you know, just like you. You know, we were talking about the insurance earlier, where you know there's different types of insurances mm -hmm. based on people's circumstances. Like, so for me with the coaching, you know, somebody might want to build passive income. I'm gonna gear their business toward, you know, right. building a rental port, a rental portfolio. Right. Somebody might need quicker cash, so we're gonna wholesale or we're gonna fix and flip, right. whatever the case may be, right? So there's different types of insurances as we dis we discussed. Absolutely. Um, just like with anything else, everybody's situation is different. So the best thing that they can do is have a conversation with you and um, see what yeah. fits their bill. So how can people reach out to you, man? Oh, well, obviously Clayton Financial Solutions is my website. Uh, you can book a call there. We we really appreciate everyone coming. You know, it's it's been fun for me getting to know everybody too. Yeah. yeah. Um. I we also I also manage a firm here in in uh, Greensboro. Actually, no, we're in Winston. Um. Our headquarters is in Winston. It's called Pioneer Financial Group. Mm -hmm. So I manage that firm. We have people who can help you with long term care, which seventy percent of people will need in their life which is why it's important to get these riders, mm -hmm. right, uh, on policy so you can have some coverage if something serious happens. Um, disability insurance, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm the IBC guy, the whole life guy <laughs> who does a lot of that. Uh, some of us write IULs, um, and that's one thing I also want to touch on. So yeah. IUL is not for infinite banking, right? Um, why do people say that? So what... The IUL is very easy to attach yourself to because you can have a lower premium with the potential of making more. Got you. Right? Um, but underwriting, there's two different ways that underwriting goes on policies. So when you're on a universal life policy, um, except for a guaranteed universal life, which a guaranteed universal life is for seniors who want more insurance than final expense, and they're still fairly healthy enough to get it, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it locks in insurance and it doesn't go up and down in costs like an IUL could. So an IUL, uh, what it has is what we call current uh, issue underwriting mm -hmm. uh, or it performs similar to that. So basically the mortgage and expensory fees, they go up over time. You don't notice it initially because when you're younger, your policy may be performing fairly decent. So you're like, oh, okay, good, that's what's up. And then as you get older and the cost of insurance goes up with every year that you age, mm -hmm. the IUL is doing that in the background. So then what happens on the latter part of most people's lives if they're in an IUL is it starts to cannibalize the cash value and can cannibalize the death benefit. Mm. Um, can it grow past what a whole life can do? Yes. Can it sustain the growth? No. It Got cannot, you. right? You. Uh, and that's the reason why I typically do a whole life. Now, if you're coming to me and you're like, hey, I want to do IUL for infinite banking, it, it can't do it for the purpose of the cost of insurance raising. Mm -hmm. That's one reason. And also, um, IUL stands for Index Universal Life. So. That index comes at a cost, about 2% on a policy. Mm -hmm. If the market goes to zero, you still pay that 2% mm. on the policy, which means was your growth infinite? No, right? 
Uh, I want to go ahead and lay that to bed because a lot of people, you know, I, I see that all the time. Yeah. When are you going to do my IUL? And it's like, I have people that I can refer out to that I believe are some of the best IUL salespeople that it can work for you. Um, however, you will need an exit strategy on an IUL and the product has not been around that long. So you're not going to know anybody in your real circle who has had an IUL for 15 or 20 years and it performed well the entire time. Mm. So right. it's not time tested yet. It's not time tested yet. And that, you know, could it be time tested in 30, 40 years? Maybe. Got you. So just to wrap all of this up, man, uh, convertible life insurance policy is good for convertible term is good for protecting your insurability, which is an asset, and then you can transition into a whole life with the different uh, variations that whole life has. Uh, obviously, if you have seniors, you probably think of final expense and different things like that. But we want to be able to transition before we get to a point of needing a policy that, that pays out $5,000. Gotcha. Right? And when it comes to convertible and tying it in with your... HELOC and your infinite mm -hmm. banking and all of the other strategies that you're using. You always got the money. The HELOC. <laughs> so one of the one of the main problems of most term policies, because they don't grow in cash value, if you miss a payment, they're quicker to go ahead and end the policy because mm -hmm. there's nothing to sustain it anymore. There's no backing gotcha. on it, right? And so when you have a HELOC and you're like, hey, you know, I hit a rough patch and your house has a ton of equity in it, we can just utilize the house to make sure that it holds you over during those times, which is uh, what's best. Now, of course, there's also a waiver of premium that can be added to a convertible term, or most term policies might have that rider that you can add, which means if you face a disability, that the policy will continue to be enforced throughout your disability without you having any issues. Got you. So Again, there's a ton of different life insurance policies that you can tap into. Um, the, the biggest takeaway that I got from this conversation was the convertible can be used as something that, you know, you at least you can be insured mm -hmm. until, if you're thinking about the infinite banking and you're thinking about going that route with things, the convertible insurance will insure you until Great you're ready for something like that. And then you can be able to scale from there. So okay. uh, I do like that concept for those who are kind of on the fence with the, with the infinite banking situation. And um, if you want to learn more about the convertible uh, term policies, then be sure to reach out to DeAndre. So uh, Clayton Financial. ClaytonFinancialSolutions.com. There we go. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate having you again, brother. As always, my brother. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely, man. Right. So I know you guys love DeAndre. Uh, this is my brother <laughs> for real right here. And um, listen, uh, if you want more information on how this actually works, make sure you reach out to him. If you want us to do another episode, be sure to uh, leave a comment in the comment section. But in the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this channel. Click the notification bell. And uh, tell all your friends about it. You got something else to add? I got one more thing. So uh, I do also have a radio show uh, that, you know, I produce and we have conversations. It's called Liquid Radio. Uh, you can find it on TuneIn Radio on the WDRB uh, station. So it's, you know, it's national. 
Um, so I love having these conversations. And if you guys have different things that you have going on, I need guests sometimes. I want to hear about what you're doing in your life and being able to uh, interview and, and cooperate and give you a microphone for what you're trying to do as well. Yeah, man. We meet some interesting people Absolutely. doing what we do, especially as content creators. And we're not only content creators. This is like a secondary. This is for fun. We actually do what we teach people Absolutely. how to do. You know, we te we do this. I, d I really do real estate. He really does insurance. He really does infinite banking and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we're not just talking about it. We're living it at the same time. So, again, guys, we appreciate you watching this video. Leave a comment, subscribe, click the notification bell. We'll see you all in the next one. Take care, everybody.